in five, four, three, two, one. That's it. We're going right into this. We're going right into it. I didn't even know you wanted to start. Like I thought this was like a warning. Like I hear you no, counting no down, and I don't even know what's going on. No, we're just, just jumping right I, into the show. I literally just opened my beer. I I'm asked, having a coffee. I like. I know every time. Like seven o'clock at night, and I'm drinking a coffee. We're off the clock. This my twenty fifth today. This isn't real work, man. You're allowed to. You're allowed to drink a beer. I'm I tired. I'm worn out from summer already. I'm tired too. I'm I, exhausted. After. I am exhausted. I am mentally drained. Uh, as much as people think it's really easy to talk on Instagram every day, it is mind-numberingly hard to come up with new ideas. Oh, we sound like a bunch of pansies right now. I know. There's all kinds of real men out there working hard jobs, climbing. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. Okay. Climbing, climbing skyscrapers, yeah, some digging of, mines. Some of us are working hard. No, I'm kidding, man. My eyes are like cross-eyed. Yeah? I was doing Excel sheets all day. That's boring, hard, and like life lines of pricing. Yeah, 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 and yeah, it's yeah. like, and I... I, I had to walk away a couple of times. I'm like, hey, break time. My eyes. Did uh, I got allergies this week really bad. Me too. I've been just cranking down the uh, the allergy meds too that I think's wearing me out a little bit. I just suck it up. I, I'm like, I hate taking all those pills and stuff. Really? I just suck it up, man. I bet you there's 800 of them in my truck. Yeah? I like, I have, uh, I go to Costco and buy the, the thousand packs. Oh. I just take them like checklists. I can't deal with the runny eyes and itchy nose, but they, they do make me a little tired. I don't know, man. It rained so much the last few days, I started thinking about building an ark. It poured. So uh, uh, anybody who watches my Instagram, I couldn't get the grass to grow in the backyard. Uh, I tried two bags of bird, uh, not bird seed, lawn seed. Would not grow at all. At the store, I grabbed a bag of walk and toss. Yep. Boom. Big plot. Huge. So I grabbed another bag l yesterday. Watered the grass last night, and then she poured on it all day. So it's going to come in thick. No, nah, it's going to be good. Deer ever jumps the fence there in that backyard, it'll think it landed in heaven. <laughs> There's it's, so much clover. It's over. So, right on. I don't know, man. It's just been one of those weeks. It seems like it's going by slow and quick. I've had a lot going on, though. We're moving in a week from today. So, we got we got lots of that happening. But they, you, you had a transport trailer parked in yeah, your driveway today. I did. My buddy, he was nice enough. I uh, won't say any names, but he, we couldn't find a moving crew. Couldn't find a U-Haul. Is that because they're booked? Booked, man. It's booked. It's crazy. You talk to U-Haul, you talk to Penske, you talk to the lawyers, the banks, everybody. They've never seen so many moves. Real estate really? market's on fire. Yeah. So we got. I've noticed the, the prices of some houses coming down a bit, though. Some properties, I saw a really, really nice uh, um, property in Apsley that was really reasonably priced. Yeah. Is it reasonably priced or are they like they reasonably price it and they'll know it'll sell for $400,000 over. I don't know. I kind of think it's a bit of a game now. Maybe we'll have our buddy James on one day. The real yeah. from Beauty Real Estate. Maybe we can have him on when we talk about real, real estate, estate and what's going on and, and he, he'd be good and we'll probably get off topic with him on some other cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Too, he but, does some cool hunting stuff. But, but I, it'd be interesting to talk to somebody about like um, not only like the, the buying right now but like what if this all goes wrong? 100%. He would know this kind of stuff too, and what you want to look out for, and buying out of your budget, and for sure going for crazy, sure. right? See, there's there's so many like factors within like buying a house because like what you might let's just use a random figure, let's say five hundred thousand. Yeah, not much you can buy for that. But let's just use that for for make it easy. What you might think's worth five hundred thousand, I might not think's worth that, or I might think oh, it's worth yeah, twice yeah. that because yeah. there's so many things you consider, right? Property. Where's your kids gonna go to school? Are you yep, close yep. to friends and family? Hospitals. Are you close to going to be able to go fishing? Grocery stores. You know, there's so yeah, many yeah, things yeah. where some people walk in the house like, oh, this is awful. It's not for us. And other people are like, this is perfect. This is perfect. So it's like. It's a it's, lifestyle thing. It's a lifestyle thing. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So, so we were just talking about this. Where this is a good segue into uh, COVID changed a lot of things for a lot of people, and a lot of people picked up new hobbies. Well, you just dropped like what are these things? You just put duck like, lanyards. Like literally, there's got to be 24 of these duck lanyard things you've you've made, and uh, man, you must have been really bored. It must have been before you had a girlfriend. Yeah. Well, I, I made a whole bunch when Brooke was here too, but uh, sitting around the house doing nothing all the time. I had to find something to do that was like you could watch TV and was like a little mind-numbing. I will say this, and I guess I am on the air, but th these are impressive. Thank you. I'll give you that credit. These, these are pretty good. I'm going to use this this fall. Yeah. I'll well, be using I, my Primo's one with it. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably use it. I just thought that um, if I, my whole plan was to make a whole bunch of them, and I wanted to get like, um, uh, if I could number them, like duck, um, if I could number yeah. each of them. Yep. So that I could send a whole bunch of them out on like... Um, adventures and then i could get like reports back on where they've been what happened do you know what i mean for sure we'll just start by putting like one uh like different color fret in it maybe yeah something like just put a put one little piece of paracord around it for i know where it, which one it is for the first 12 or something yeah you know i got a whole pile of them down there somewhere no. it's good i don't know like a lot of people picked up new things and i, I hate using this word i'm sorry we're going to talk about it COVID. i freaking hate it but anyways people picked up like new things right yeah so, like Remember, like, the first lockdown when everybody was, like, uncertain, like, what's going to go on? With, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, you were literally staying home. Like, remember those yeah, first, like, leave. three weeks? Yeah. You're, you're Skyping your friends and, like, you're everyone. We, we, we did, did the old podcast yeah. on Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you and Mark and Sean and Woody were doing it on Zoom. And, and like, we, no one really knew what to think. But people picked up all sorts of weird stuff. Like, I'll tell I, you that I, it was I, so, uh, so quiet in Port Hope that a black bear walked through my neighbor's property, broke the fence right there. And I walked out of the boat shelter because I was so bored I was in there, the boat shelter. And I was within 10 feet of a black bear who walked across the street. Like, it's crazy to think, like, from that, so what was that, like, 16 months ago now? But like, remember, like, so, we, like, March 2020. People didn't know if it was airborne or, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, we, were all, we were all scared. So we all it it was a real concern so, back then. Yeah, so we were, like, I, like, I... I've always been into like smoking food and cooking. Yeah. I got right into it. You got right into it. I love it, man. Like I could just barbecue for people all day and love my life. You, you enjoy it. I like cooking for people too. There, There's uh, well, okay, so we'll get deep. I didn't see food as anything until I started watching Anthony Bourdain shows. And then for yeah. a few years, I became deep, deep, deep into um, uh, not so much like the higher class restaurant things. But I really enjoyed when he went to countries or places where they were like um, selling all the good fish yep. to keep the 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 stuff that was cheaper, and but they would make like amazing food out of it. Yeah. And then like the story in behind why they do this. So like I really like that aspect too. Like for two reasons. One, I like food. Like I like knowing where the food came from to my table. So mm -hmm. from a farming perspective, like coming from a farm family. Yeah. Like everyone needs to remember, like. 99% of farms in North America are still family ran. Yes. All right. So the whole like mainstream media thing about, you know, factory farming, this and that, a lot of it's blown out of proportion. Yes. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Like you, you can explain I know, like, uh, I, I know a lot of really good family farmers, like even like where I've been getting my milk this week. Yes. Sergeant, we were talking about Sergeant family dairy up and down the skillin, right? Like I, I go been, there. I've been meaning every day to go there. It's, it's the best chocolate milk on the planet. I keep hearing good right things. Right there. Anyways, long time family friends. Like and they have Jersey cows. I was reading on this. So yeah. when I was a kid, I worked at a Jersey farm, milk and Jersey cows. Yeah. So. Yeah. You want to hear something really but, funny? But I like Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa no, no, no. I get, let me get into a quote here. My grandfather, who was a, a cattleman, right, selling Herefords and limousine, 
used to say that uh, a Jersey farmer was somebody too cheap to buy a Holstein, but too proud to milk a goat. Oh, that's a low blow. That's a low blow. That's eh? a low blow. Anyways, that, that, they, that was that was they, he would come to my Jersey farm to tell that, them that. That's not their case. They, <laughs> no, they, no, they no. Do I'm just, I'm they, just kidding. That is a good joke, though. Like I, I worked on a Holstein farm too, and so Holstein actually related. They were related to each other. They always had the Jersey jokes too. So right? anybody out there isn't a farmer. A Holstein's a black and white cow who produces more milk per milking, less cream content. A Jersey uh, has less count. But more cream in there, so that's where you get the Jersey milk chocolate. Can we uh, can we fact check that? That's true. Is it? Yeah, hundred okay. percent. But anyways, their cheese curds are unreal, and just everybody knows the black and white cows make white milk, and the brown cows make chocolate milk. <laughs> that's fact what check. I, that's what I told my fact daughter. Check. Yeah. But anyway, so what I was going at is, I like seeing this from two perspectives. I like seeing like what for the crops we raise. Like my my family takes a lot of pride in the crops yeah, yeah, we grow. Yeah. We grow good crops and. We're going to have somebody on to explain the whole like pesticide thing and like how that's mainstream media blown out of proportion yeah, yeah, yeah. too. And like it's, you know, and genetically test. modified. Yes. Like, and we'll explain genetically modified and we'll, you know, that's a great episode. So that we'll get, would be we'll super get someone on really good to do that. But whether it's from a hunting aspect or a farming aspect, I love like being responsible for my own food. And there's yeah. just something about cooking it. But I think the reason why I like food so much is it brings people together. Like it does. And uh, a few weeks ago, we did that cooking thing at Eastdale. Yeah. It is amazing how like just smoking some brisket brings people together. But the whole time we're doing it, the conversations we were having with people and just everything, it's just it's awesome. You know, it's I guess it's be like same as going to a bar or pub, you have a few drinks. It's not even so much about like getting the drinks and getting loose. Is that it brings it's a reason well, to bring people together. I, I, I'm not a huge like club guy, but I, I do I become more a, a lot more sociable after a couple of drinks and part of like this I miss is going and like uh, you know when you get chatting with somebody and then you sit down at their table and then you start meeting people and you start having conversations and you learn stuff about new people. I really miss that aspect. And that comes back to the food thing, right? Because, um, and you know, this probably dies back since the beginning of time, right? Even cavemen, you know, cooking up a brontosaurus, it'd be like, yeah, how's it going today? How's it? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was it's the it same was thing. A, you know, the hunters would go out. And hunt for the village. Yes. The gatherers would go and pick whatever for the yep. village. And everybody come back and they would eat as a community. Yes. Right? So maybe now we could see like our homes and our families are micro communities. But it's the same principle. It's the same sharing aspect. Yeah. So it's that's where I really like. So I, 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 I dove into that in COVID and a lot of Netflix. I watch a lot of Netflix too. I, and right now, we're ha- like right now, me and my wife are having an argument. Okay. We're, we're moving and I'm like, there's no way we're getting Oh, yeah. Satellite. You're telling me about yeah, this. Yeah. Okay, I, go I, I'm not into it. I don't use satellite. I watch YouTube if I got time. Yep. Um, I'm trying to take a page out of my buddy Josh's book, read a few more books. He's always like, you got to read this, you got to read this. My new neighbor hooked me up with a book. Whatever. I'm trying to yep. like change yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm doing because you just, you get, right? So anyways, my wife, and, and this is true, and she's going to tell me it's true, and she can't deny it to everybody. She wants satellite for one reason. I know it's that stupid show, The Bachelor. Really? The Bachelor, I hate that show. Anyways, so I'm arguing for you right now, but she's like to me last night, well, like, don't you just like want to watch a show like once a week? And I'm like, no, no, I don't do that. I want to, I want to wait till the thing comes out. I want to get the whole season on whatever, Amazon or whatever, Prime, Netflix, whatever. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to binge watch the whole thing. <laughs> I like binge watching a lot better too, because it, like, um, I, I can't wait the week. I can't. I, I, I just don't want to wait. And like, I, I don't, 
I stay so busy now. Like I don't have time to sit down like once a week. So it's like when I do get like, if I get three hours after the kids are in bed, three episodes, or, or like sometimes like early Sunday morning, you had to bust out a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting too when you like you. Can, I like when you can keep going, right? Yeah. Lots of uh, Yellowstone. I did it. Um, like, oh, what's that one about Pablo Escobar? Uh, narc, narc, Narcos. Narcos. Man, I spent a lot of nights where I'm like one more episode, like two in the morning. I've been on a show seal team yeah i dig it yeah. you know it's, it's kind of a little bit like in my world sound a lot of tactical stuff in that i, I so i find an interest in that because I, I see a lot of the product they use yeah um but also yellowstone that's the greatest show ever like it's just there's just parts of it I'm like yeah that's me that yeah, guy's yeah, me yeah. Like, you know but and then i mean there's a whole bunch of them but I, I don't know like it's another thing too like okay so like hockey you can yeah, stream yeah. everything now i really think like major networks is, is going to be a thing of the past in 10 years well, if you think about, like, I would be willing to bet, even if we're, we're going to talk about this in, uh, like, a simple way, that um, uh, old, audio school, old school audio issues. We are, we, we are recording, right? Yeah, we are. Hopefully. <laughs> we're still new at this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're recording. Um, I would bet that Steve Rinella's Meat Eater has got better numbers than the entire Outdoor Channel now. Oh, 100%. I would say right now, like, if you looked at the outdoor industry of, like, a spear, yeah. Meat Eater and Steve are the tip of that spear. Oh, 100%. I, like, they're, like, it's, like, the pinnacle now. Yeah, like, it, it, everybody it, it, measures against it. And what he's done, like, to get on a show like that on Netflix, but the way Steve, like, talks about the outdoors. And yeah, yeah, it's different. Dude, there's no one better. And, like, I was a Steve Rinella fan before that show. I read, like, his books he wrote. As yeah, I have, even before I was in the outdoors. I have his books upstairs and, uh, that I, I read, and I have them on audio copy for driving. And yeah, and it's, like, the dude, dude's a smart guy. He is a very, very smart guy. And it, it, it's interesting how much, like, um, uh, he, he's, he's taken, like, uh, the hunting premise of, it, like, a hunting TV show but he's turned it into something different. It's like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Is he like a philosopher? Yeah, maybe he, he he's seen things in a, a way different way than anybody else. Yeah, I really like his grizzly bear episodes where he talks about shooting one bear and then he, but um, like I, he never shoots the bear because he never sees the bear that he wants to. I have a fascination about hunting a grizzly bear. I like, I like the idea of like hunting something that can kill me. And like we had a couple of close calls when I was in Alberta, right? Yeah, like I told you this like last podcast talking about like yeah, yeah. Grizzly, like and it's, dude, it's like it's a feeling, right? So, do you, um, and then you gotta watch the movie The Edge. I know that's a good movie. Yeah. That's a really yeah. good movie. When uh, Woody, Woody and I, when we were kids, went to the sportsman show and met the, Bart the Bear. Really? Who's in Legends of the Fall? Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, we got to like right up his item. Uh, what a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> That is a really good movie. Uh, That'd be in my top five movies. I remember all that time. movie as like a kid, and my parents would watch it. And I'd have like remember like the World War One scene. Yeah, like cutting it was hard. Like, God like, damn you, God! Oh man, what a crazy movie! I feel like we got to go home and watch that. That is a, a super, yeah. It's on Netflix too. Is it? Everything's yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, I don't know. I think like YouTube and like I like watching like, YouTube. The problem with the internet is like, oh, everyone sees on the internet things is true, but there is a lot of good educational stuff on there. Like, yeah, you just got to be like where you're getting it like, from. I like Millennial Farmer. I like Millennial Farmer, because too. Because he's done such a good job of, like, showcasing farming to people who have no idea about it. He and, does it in a fun way, he too. he does it in a fun way where it's kind of, like, relaxing, and he doesn't, like, make it seem like he's teaching a seminar. But, like, if you knew nothing about tillage or how to plant or how to clean out a green yeah. bin or whatever, like, he's he's doing it. And so, it's, it's I cool. we did all, like, uh, cattle farming. So, we did hay and we bought corn. And the closest we would is silage, right? 
So I, I even though I had like had a lot of tractor time, I learned a lot. I binge watched that through COVID. Yeah. I learned a lot about like um, I had no idea about like the crust on uh, cornfield. Yeah. And how you have to break that up. Yeah. No idea. Crop rotating and, and stuff like right? that. Right. And yeah. now I like when um, uh, I see a soybean field that's got um, uh, corn stalks growing in, and I'm like, oh, you didn't clean out your seed, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Because now yeah. I know, right? And I think everybody should have to spend some time on a farm growing yeah. up. Right. And I think, too, like, it's, man, I, like, I, I'm going to tell the story. So the other day I was coming up County Road 10 here. Your dog is just harassing me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. She loves you. I know. <laughs> get out of here, Casey. Anyways, I was, I get frustrated by, like, the battle some of the farmers face, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. Even road traffic, man. Like, I was going up County Road 10, and there was a sprayer. Yeah. There's no shoulder on the road. The sprayer is going as fast as it can. It's one of the quicker moving farm vehicles on the road. Yeah. And there's this transport truck, and it's a local company, and I won't say its name, even though I should. He was riding this thing's ass. Like, he wouldn't even give it a foot. Like, really? the sprayer operator, really? he can't pull over. There's too many people. I think we lost you there. You good? Yeah, I'm good. We're back. We're back. The point being is people, like, be patient. That's how people die. Accidents happen. Cars go oh. pass over hills. Like, these guys are just trying to get from one field to the next. They're just not to trying do to their job. do and just to feed you. Feed and a lot world. of times you can't see behind you. They can't see. Like at if all, you got a load of hay on yeah. your back or you need a smaller yeah, tractor, so, you can't see. Yeah, so they're doing the best they can. So it, like stuff like that, it, it just frustrates the heck out of me. Then let's go back to like the whole where your food comes from. Yeah, we were talking yep. about nothing ticks me off too than like the division now between farmers and hunters. So like, yes. let's take hunting up here in Ontario. It's, yep. Down here in southwestern Ontario, we're hunting a lot of farmland, fields, you know, until you get to, like, northern Ontario. Yeah, yeah, north of now, seven kind of deal. And let's take U.S. and the guys in Montana. Well, there's a ton of agriculture, but they're hunting mountains or public land yeah, in yeah, Colorado. Yeah. It's not the same as um, Iowa. The whole, like, argument, like, how these guys always have to post, I just harvested this deer, and I know where my meat came from, and I'm not supporting farmers. Like, guys, they're not the enemy. Like, half of them are letting us hunt on their land. And yeah, 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 yeah. There's like a difference hunt, between like and uh, hunters are so quick to like defend why they're hunting that they're almost making like a new enemy they don't need. They're not hunting factory farmer fields. No, right? You're you're hanging. You're, yeah. you're 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 like the the guy with 200 acres raising some cattle, or you know he's got a feedlot there. He's feeding them the corn, fattening them up. Yeah, right. It, it's not the same as the guy who um, like I I've, I don't even think I've ever seen one where there's uh, you know 100,000 pigs and a couple of barns. I'm, Five acres. Like there's like, some, like, like there's some different. There's for sure some farms like that. Like I've heard of dairy farms in Wisconsin milking thousands of cows. But like there's one in China that where they have like a hundred thousand Holsteins and okay. they, like they rotate them. It's on YouTube. You should. Watch I can it. see a problem with that. <laughs> it is crazy. But what I'm saying is like all the local farmers around here, they're good people. They're doing their best to feed. I might look like they're all driving around in fancy tractors and trucks, but there's not a whole no, ton yeah. of profit in it most no. years. Like it's a lot of it's been generational. Well, that's like uh, on the Yellowstone where he talks about it's the only business where you try to break even every year. Exactly. Where you can keep going. It's generational wealth for those guys, right? Yeah, yeah, Big for sure. Like that. So it's crazy. It, there is, um, um, and, and so it's almost like, um, uh, and we're we're gonna get deep into this thing. So. The general consensus when people don't like hunting, it's because they think of trophy hunting, right? They think of some guy standing with a lion. Correct. That is like 1% of hunters. There's 1% of hunters who can afford to do that. So there's a big difference between the, um, the, the good folks around here trying to grow some corn and soy and um, like the people cutting down the rainforest to have a huge feedlot. 
do you get what I'm what I'm, yeah. I'm getting yeah, at? Yeah, hundred percent. But the the problem with in like uh, cancel culture in 2021 here is that yeah, uh, if you're a hunter, you're a trophy hunter. Because if you didn't hunt, you you uh, if you hunted, you pro you you must support this. If you're a farmer, uh, my my uncle and my grandfather took very huge pride in looking after their animals. They thought their beef tasted better if their cattle were happy, happy, happy. Oh, for sure, right? And, like and, and compared to somebody who's running like uh, who's just a suit in a building running a a, a barn, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you get where like, I'm coming from? Yeah, because trophy hunting too, though, can almost be called conservation management because for 100%. example if you're a trophy hunter for white-tailed deer yeah and it's not that you're a trophy hunter but you're gonna eat this deer regardless yeah 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 but you're waiting for the big one to come out and you're letting the little ones pass so they can breed again or, or whatever it's a terrible and plan that, it's a terrible <laughs> but yeah my point <laughs> yes but at the same time everybody forgets the only reason there is conservation like we have is because the management system like whether it has some flaws but you know, you buying a deer tag is what is paying Helping. these biologists yeah, to study sure. this. Like, yeah, sure, there's a few people that donate here and there, but without hunters, there is no conservation. Ducks unlimited. Sure. They, build, they build wetland habitat to keep duck populations mm -hmm. going. Like, where they can shoot them. People don't understand yeah, this. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. so there's you, no value on something that you... you if you disagree with me, message me, and I will educate you on this. But well, I love like, here's people. the thing, too. Like, uh, you could very easily... Let's say you're a hardcore against hunting you could go and do your hunting license and you and all your friends could go in and apply for a doe tag in one area and just take that 48 bucks and throw it in the garbage 100 do you get what i mean yeah 100 but, but there's not very many people who would spend that 48 dollars to throw a piece of paper in the garbage like hunting's not for everybody like it takes a lot of grit you know you're still taking a life and it, it's uh, yeah, not yeah. for everybody no nope. but the point being is that the judging that people get for doing it with be, it's same as firearms, man. We're not even open that big of worms tonight. But, cause, you, but I, it's, I feel like our side of being a hunter is more understanding of the other side than the other side is prepared to be understanding of us. Hundred percent. I'm, 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 I can totally understand why somebody doesn't want to shoot an animal. I can totally understand why somebody doesn't want to be there. It, I can totally understand how somebody wants to eat meat and doesn't want to be a part of that part. But if you eat meat, don't judge somebody for hunting, taking responsibility. That's right. And, and, and like, yeah. But like I, I wanted, I really wanted to make for YouTube a video where uh, I went out to dinner with a vegan, and then a vegan came hunting with me and the dog at the okay, pheasant. So farm. why don't we get a vegan on this podcast and have an open discussion about it? Not like because a I think they would like turn into a fight no matter what because uh, because I could understand what they were, but I don't feel that they could understand. Well, uh, well, let's get Sean McCall here to hold everybody back, break this up, to stop the fight. Yeah, he can be the bouncer. This is it. Like I, I can really understand how. Um, I got no problem. Don't... I got no problem with vegans. That's your, that's your decision. I respect it. Just yeah. Don't feel like you can't respect mine. So here, 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 here. I, I, the, I've thought about this. Um, uh, there. Uh, I don't know how to word this without getting in trouble. So, um, let's say that I was a, a homosexual male in 1980, right? I wouldn't walk into like a party and just throw that term out there. Right, I, I wouldn't be like, "Hi, I'm Ian, I'm gay." In the eighties, today in most party situations, you could go into a room and it, it would be a hundred percent okay. It would be a hundred percent okay at my house. Now, if nineteen eighty, I went into a room and I was, I could wear my camo shirt and be like, "Yeah, I'm a hunter. I go deer hunting." Blah. And most people would be like, "Yeah, I deer hunt too." I feel like I feel personally a lot that I've been to parties where I was like, "I'm not going to tell people what I do." 
because that, like, I'll be judged as soon as I say this. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like yeah. this weird kind of like. You just have to decide when you care if you get judged or not. I don't care at I'm all. I'm proud of it. I'm I, proud, I, to, be, I'm proud to be an outdoors person. But I, I've taken a lot of understanding because of the position I, I'm in and having to think like that. I've become a lot more sympathetic for other people who may go, have gone through in the past or now. Yep. Right? Like The thing, too, is like, okay, not just outdoors, but any topic, trolling, right? Yeah. Like, if you don't want to see, like, a, a harvested animal on Instagram, don't follow that guy's page. You don't need to make a comment and tell him he's a murderer. Just, you don't yeah, have to. You don't. Have you to don't. It's just like, if you don't like people at a party, you don't go to that party. A hundred percent. But all but these people think they got to go on Facebook and rip you apart. In, or, in 2021, yeah. it's almost like you have to say something. All right, but that's the problem with this generation, man. You it's have like to say something. We went to this last time. Not There's no consequences anymore for your actions. That is told. That right? is, I that can mouth off to you behind a keyboard. What's the worst you can do? You can mouth off back. to me in public, and I, I can't do anything. Oh, that's just it. So, there was uh, a time last year, when I, I talked about this on the old show, but I was fishing down the river, and this guy was just being an asshole to me. Making comments about shouldn't you be filming a video, blah blah blah, and I and I like I looked at him and I I was like, man, what do you want me to do, right? Like I can't yeah. hit you. I'm not going to say anything back so that you record me and then be like, look, Ian West is really an asshole. I just went home. I haven't been fishing at the river because I I don't need. But that. that's the problem is like that guy can even get in your personal space, you can't do in anything. your face, and you can't do anything about it, right? And it's too bad because you're kind of being harassed that. Do you, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I, like, um, uh, when you were talking about moving, I'm the exact, I've never moved in my life. Oh, it's awful. I've, ne- I've never, like, I lived in this house since I was one year old. My parents moved out and I stayed. So, like, that's my home river. That's where I, and, like, to go down there and be like, Jesus, really, man? Like, I'm just trying to fish for two hours. Yeah, I think that's too why it's like, okay, so, like, let's go back to this. But if we were throwing back to the 80s, let's say when I was a little kid, if yeah. I had to mouth off somebody on the street who was driving by, let's say I threw a snowball at their car or gave them the finger, Dude, they just got out of the car and beat the snot out You don't out even of have to worry about them beating the snot out of you. Your dad would have beat the snot out of you. My dad would have beat them right? when, when they brought me home. And now your dad them, can't even, now, like, you can't even spank your kid, right? No. So, I don't know. It's crazy. I think half the time the world just has to pop a beer open and just calm down. That's where no, I'm at. For sure. I don't know why everybody... In, um, do you, do you, like everybody seems mad at each other all the time. Everyone's always mad about something. Yeah, and you, and I I do. What, do you think social media plays yeah. a big part in this? Wrecked, like wrecked it, man. The, like the problem. I think the problem with social media is that you're seeing one percent of one second of somebody's absolute perfect. Well, everything on social media is nine out of ten is either super happy, yep, or super miserable. There's no just like I'm okay. What's up, right? So everyone's either posting their, I, and low, I try their to do lowest that. moment or they're posting their best moment, like. Everything I post on social media is usually pretty positive and happy. It's me doing something, hanging out with my family, whatever. But it doesn't mean that I didn't just grind my ass off all day working and I'm tired too and had a bad day or whatever. I got I, a fight I think with somebody I, or, you know what I mean? On my happens, social media, so. I've been pretty, tried to be pretty honest and like, hey, I'm really not feeling it today. I really don't want to do this. I'm, right? I'm just a normal thing. And sometimes I'm, I'm mad and, right? I try to be like honest with people, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm tired or, or. Uh, when I'm not feeling so well from the, the iron chip with my blood, just to tell people, Hey, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm really not feeling it today. Right. I, I just feel kind of crabby. I'm going to take the dog to the park and I'm uh, just going to go to work. Right. So don't expect anything big out of my Instagram account today. Yeah. Then you get, everyone's got days like that. I've been oh, yeah. way off my game. I barely posted. I gotta get it's back tough to post all the time. eh? I'm busy, man. I'm actually excited. Cause like the new farm will be setting it up for like hunting and, yeah. and stuff and we got some cool ideas and some projects. So I'll be doing a little bit of that cool stuff and that. But no, it's just uh, 
it's busy, man. Like I work a busy job, which I love. I love my job and working in the outdoors and stuff like that. But hey, it's you know what? From early in the morning to when I get home in the evening, like it's just I'm beat. It's the same I'm tired by the time I get home, and then I, I gotta find that balance. You know, kids and everything else, and there's always something broken in the house you gotta fix. I, I, so I've home. had everything. So I, my tarp on the top of my bull shelter rep this week because the UV has finally got to it. And I, I really should build a garage, but I can't get a permanent in here to Ooh, build a garage. Really? Right? You should move. So I have to have a. I have to have something portable. So I've been looking at different options as like a portable, because I'm tired of paying eight hundred bucks every three or four years to replace that tarp. So I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to have to do something because the first ice storm or snowstorm, that thing's going to rip open. So can you like? You can't get a permit, period. No. I don't have enough room between my house and the neighbor's property yeah, for anything. setbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've, I've been trying to figure it out. But uh, I totally understand about your, like, you get home and you're like, the dog ate the convert. The dog hasn't eaten anything in, except for three hats in a year. Uh, I came home Monday and she ate the converter and I couldn't turn the TV on. Oh, and man. I was like, <laughs> my dog, my dog chewed the remote once, Hank, when he was a puppy. Uh, it's like, Why? Like, yeah. if everything, like, well, the dog and I honestly had a conversation on the couch staring at each other. I'm like, if everything, why can't you just eat the coffee table? But I think you got to remember, too, like, they're bored. They are bored. Right? Like, I, I, I don't get mad I don't, at her I haven't spent enough time with my dog lately, and, like, because we've been busy, move, like, getting stuff. And I keep using that word moving, but we're doing it ourselves. So I've been, like, yeah, 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 for yeah. three weeks here. Yeah. And uh, I got to get out. Just take him for a run. Hunting season's coming. So we always, like, kind of, like, come August, we start drilling every night right yeah like yeah yeah blind retrieves and and i'm really going to work him hard on blood trailing this year yeah i really want him to be like a multi-use dog and we yeah. did a little bit of it last year a couple of years but he's not really like where i need him to be and uh so we're gonna get you know doing some of that and and even if i shoot a deer this year if i know it's down i'm gonna go home and get the dog first and try even if i know where it is just yeah, so yeah. he that i don't disrupt the scent and he can go and find it and stuff and, and that's what it takes but I don't know, man. Like they're like us. They get bored. They coop. I think they just they get bored. She gets pissed off that we left her. She's had a hard time too because she's a COVID dog. So air like other than like a month, she's been with somebody the entire time. Yeah. So she needs to just get used to being by herself. But she's good. She I came home today and she was excited to everybody should have a dog. I think everybody, everybody should, should have too. I don't know if everybody they, should have a pointer. That's a whole no, different kind of they, like thing. They become part of the family. A hundred percent. That dog does everything. Like uh, I had to go meet Brooklyn after work the other day, and I I drove way out of my way to come home and get the dog so that the, the dog could come, rather than spend another hour in the house by herself. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. There's some dealers let me bring my dog. They don't care. Some I just never have. But it's it's pretty cool when he can he just come cruising with you. I like do whatever. Him. But Casey's a nut bar. I can't wait. Another year from now, she'll be. Two and a half, calm down a little bit. Every year they get better. They do, especially like hunting. They just like maturity, the calmness. Like every year they. She get was better. good last year. Yeah. For being a puppy, yeah. like staying in the lay down blind and. Um, that's right. A, that's another job I feel like I could do. I could sometimes just hang it all up and just train dogs. I, 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 I I've been be told in the, the past I could do that. I think it'd just be cool just to, like dream, right? Great, yeah, big, yeah. great big pheasant ranch. I like shockers. And just raising, I'm really excited. raising bird dogs. I'm really excited for the pheasant farm to open back up. I'm going to try to go every two, once every two weeks minimum. That's awesome. And I'm going to, uh, Brooklyn and I have a whole bunch of stuff planned for October to go up north with uh, her parents' trailer. Yeah, I want to do more grouse hunting up north yeah. too. And it's, it's, well, we, I don't want to repeat ourselves because we said this last one, but I just get so wrapped up in whitetail. 
cameras, trail cameras ruined my life. I, I'm going trail to, cameras ruined my life. I'm pretty sure that uh, this year by September 15th, I'll have my boat winterized. You think so? Yeah, I like the other stuff way too yeah. much. Yeah, and it's like so I never winterized my boat, and then it's like December 15th, and I haven't used it in three months, and I'm at Marley's house at 11 o'clock at night begging them to winterize it for me. But it's like Murphy's Law too, right? So if you're like, okay. I'm going to go duck hunting this weekend. Kyle, you want to come? And I'm going to be like, no, because my trail camera's going off. There's a big buck around. I want to try to get shot at, so I'm not going to go. I'll sit there for two days. That buck will never show. Yeah. And if I went hunting with you, that buck would be on he my camera. He would be on that camera. And it screws if you so bad because you're like, what do I do? What do I do? And it consumes your life. But I don't know, man. I, like I said last podcast, my standards are lower this year, and I'm just going to have some fun with it. I, I applied for my first doe tag ever. Did so you? my plan is to, to just nuke one of those. Yeah. And then your freezer's full. Yeah, and then I can go uh, bird hunting. I really like hunting with the dog. I really like the, the, the social aspect of goose hunting. I'm really, really excited to get that fired up. Yeah. It's now, hurt. you were talking about finding time at home. Uh, this past week, we Brooklyn, I shouldn't even say past week, for like four months now, Brooklyn has been planning this surprise engagement wedding, or not engagement, 25th anniversary wedding for her parents. And she pulled it off seamlessly. Really? So they've been married for 25 years. 25 years. It's right? a long time. It is a long time. And it's very impressive because um, I've got to spend a lot of time with them over the last eight, six or eight months. And they, they seem to really gel. I don't know that I've ever met a couple in my life who seem to get along as well as they do. do you think get it, along, you, but not get along. Do you but think it, it's always been that way? No, because um, Brooke's mom and Brooke's dad were pretty open about how it wasn't always like perfect, but... See, I think, too, from what I see, and uh, my parents divorced, so I don't really know, like, what it could or couldn't be or whatever. And I'm not my parents divorced in 21 years. That, but I see a lot of people, like, friends, parents. It seems like people, you go for that rush, like, raising kids is hard. Yeah. Right? My kids are three in, like, one month, and it's like, okay, this is hard. Yeah. I think it's really hard raising teenagers, probably. Yes. Right? Like, I was Mine's alive, getting there. right? Mine's getting there. And then that's when the parents probably get at each other. And then it's like the kids grow up and the parents become good again, you know? Yeah. You think that, is that like a I, weird I think, I think that... Like, they got their freedom back. They're doing a little bit I don't more know. stuff. I, I think that a lot of people uh, get married for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Right? I think that a lot of people think that they're going to change the other one. So, in, in my eyes, the, the, the thing Brooke's parents have got going for them is there's a complete understanding of who the other one is and the expectations out of each other. Yeah, and it's, I guess it'd be like finding that balance. Like, hey, you like to fish, you're going fishing, but next week and I'm doing this. It's, well, it'd be in like, um, um, when we did the smoking thing, you brought Leanne because you were like, Leanne makes better French toast than me. That dog's a wild thing, eh? Yeah, your dog's driving me nuts. <laughs> so you were like, Leanne's coming, and she is going to make the French toast because she's better at it than I am. 100%. She's better at everything to do with cooking than I am. So that is an under, like an understanding. Do you get what I mean? I'm sure there's things that Leanne's like, Kyle is just better at this. I'm going to allow him to do this. Okay, so this is going to open its discussion. Tell me how you feel about this. Okay. I'm a big believer, and I'm sorry, ladies, but there is such thing as pink jobs and blue jobs. 100%. And me and Leanne have that understanding. Yep. And it's like... I shouldn't say that. I'm always willing to help her out and vice versa, right? But, like, I don't, like, my job is, and I know it every week, is to get the long cut. Yeah. I don't discuss, like, who's cutting this. It's just, no, you, yeah, that's yeah. my, that's my lawnmower's my 100%. baby. I keep it maintained. That's my deal. I cut the lawn. The garage is my space. 
you know, and I know like she's got certain things that she does and whatever, but it's just, but then you get some people that flip out when you say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's not, but that's yeah, not so, necessarily, but, but uh, so, in, in I, and I totally get that. And, and, and like, there's, um, last night, like 11 o'clock, Brooke had to go to bed because she had to work early this morning and I did dishes. Right. Yeah, that's not, and that's not because, what I mean. Like you're too good. No, to no, not no. Do but that. you I should like. Too, there's but... blue jobs. Like I cut the grass here. Right. So I, 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 yes, I think there's other things too where, um, sometimes people get married and they're like, well, you know, um, he hunts and fishes right now, but four years from now he won't. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But but it, and there's other times where dudes are like, "Well, she's a little moody when we when during this, but you know she'll get over it." Like people are who they are. Yeah, you, you you have to be almost like. Um, sometimes I like to indulge and have too many beers. No way, really. And I'm an idiot. But Brooklyn seems to be like, oh, well, he's an idiot, but he's my idiot, right? So, so that we don't fight in the morning that like Ian, you drank too much and you act like an idiot. We yeah. just got in the morning. And I guess she's it like, depends too what crowd you're drinking around. Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? right? Like where you are and who what you're doing, but you almost like um, I I think the biggest thing in, uh, for me in a relationship is like, um, uh, like um, how do you put this? Even if I'm wrong in an argument with somebody, I need my, who I'm with to be like I'm with them, even if she thinks I'm wrong. And when we come home, you can be like you were wrong. Yeah, and then I'm prepared to do this, but in public, I need that person who's like nope. He's wrong, but I'm with him. Yeah. I Do you guess. get what I mean? Yeah, like your team. And I, I, I think I get what you're saying. And like, I, I don't want to, I use that wrong term, like pink and blue. Like, I'll give you, like, I know, for example, like my job is to make sure like her car is maintained and gets yeah, yeah. her tires yeah. on. And I don't have to worry about there being clean sheets on the bed. You know what I mean? 100%. Right? Or I don't have to worry about yeah. the kids' that, beds being made. Like, I think just, that it's I harder it. to be mom than it is dad. 100%. I think that moms do a much better dad job at balancing everything. And uh, sometimes I think as males, we don't appreciate that. Well, especially nowadays, we're like 20 years ago, like nine out of 10 moms stayed home. Yeah, and watch kids. But now they work. Now they work and they do the same thing. Right? Like it's, I know pretty much everybody except for a few families that the mom works full time. Yeah. And they still balance everything that they did 20 years ago. Kudos to moms. Good for you guys. Kudos to moms. Shout out to moms. Like being a mom's not an easy job. That's cool that you're at a wedding though. Like it's, it's cool. Congratulations to them first off. I'm sure it was awesome. That, so, that's so awesome. they uh, they had no idea. Uh, the job was uh, Trevor went, Brooks' dad went golfing with her uh, brother. I took Sherry, Brooks' mom, fishing. I thought they busted Sherry busted us in the middle of the night, switching all the wedding stuff out of my truck into um, other places to hide it. And then we so we go fishing, and we we caught some smallmouth on flipping jigs, and everything was going good. And I brought up the because uh, Brooke asked me, does she have any idea? Texting me, so I was like, Sherry, uh, your wedding anniversary. We did it like three weeks early too, right? Because there's something else going on. And she was like, No, nah, I'm really disappointed that COVID's happening because they were going to go Africa on safari. Wow. For their 25th wedding anniversary, and you, she was talking about how she couldn't go and they're not going to be able to do it. You should send her the African Lion Safari in Cambridge. <laughs> we should have bought them passes. <laughs> yeah. So I, then I texted back to Brooke, and I was like, she has no idea. So we got home from fishing. I took, I, I lied, like, I missed the turn, so we, she couldn't see out her own backyard. Pulled up to the house. As soon as we pulled up to the house, Brooke was like, don't look out of any windows. Go up to your room. Uh, we got to get ready for a photo shoot. You can't see the backdrop. It's a surprise. So she did all her makeup, told her it was the 25th wedding anniversary uh, photo shoot.
and to put on a white dress. So she, they got all done up. Trevor came home. Brooke told her to, um, told him what was going on. Uh, he had to go outside first as the groom, right? Uh, said hi to people. Brooke's mom came downstairs to have a beer, and she was outside, and she thought they were going to do the photos, and then uh, Brooke's like, no, all your family and friends are out the backyard. You're getting remarried in about five minutes. Wow, and they and were then, pumped on it? And they were, like, Brooke's mom was crying, Trevor was crying, and they went through. I got the whole ceremony on video. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty touching. So, uh, Man, I, I haven't been to a wedding, like, in a few years, a couple years now. I it's kinda, crazy, I, eh? I, I kinda, now I kind of want, you know, there's some good weddings. Yeah, there is. I want to go to a good wedding, you know, good party, good time. This is, uh, we had tacos for dinner. That's not that bad. I remember. I did indulge in a couple right burgers. On. It was a good time, though. Yeah. I, and you know what? It made me feel like, um, uh, it made me certainly reflect on my life and like, you know, what does it take to get to that 25-year mark where you're as happy as those two? Those, those two, I've never... They always well, seem to be happy. They always, they pick at each other, though, right? Yeah. By the time you're at your 25-year mark, Brooke, she'll be pushing you in a wheelchair, buddy. Yeah, pr- probably pretty <laughs> close. But she'll be 40. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's cool. And it's good to see, like, us getting over this bullshit and getting back to, like, outdoor events, at least, like that. Yeah. Like, you we, guys like, gave they, they, they the 25 people. Legal. Everything's good and whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, man. It's just been a long couple years. You know? The other thing they have going on is they call it the hood. They live on a, like a crescent. Yeah, yeah. But they're all friends for like 25 years. That's awesome. So they like even during COVID, they um, they were all stayed home, but they they all like their it was family, like their community, right? Yeah. Like there there's nothing around them. It's their like circle. they're like landlocked. Yeah. Which is they they Brooklyn is very lucky how many um, very very close people she has. Like, you never go there and there's nobody there, right? Like, somebody could just drop in, go for a swim, right? Yeah, good neighbors are, are awesome, man. Like, we've already, uh, we've had some really good neighbors where we live now. We've already met a couple of the neighbors where we're moving. And actually, and uh, Mercer Marine's actually not too far from my house. No, just uh, down the road. Can't wait to take my boat there. 1-800-CALL-MERCER. And, uh, but anyways, Mercer Marine stickers on but we got to having good neighbors makes a difference, eh? Like yeah. It's see, all when I grew up here in this house, everybody was real young and there was kids everywhere. Now the, I'm thinking I'm maybe one of two people who work on the street. Everybody else is in, yeah. into their seventies. Yeah. Like the street I live on now, there's us, there's one other young couple, one other couple mid-aged and everybody else is retired, but they're all great people. Yeah. And like, it's, it's so busy because they're all retired, so they're all like cutting their lawns and doing stuff and driving by, and they all stop and talk. And yeah, yeah. It, it's it's good, man. I will miss that street for sure. But uh, yeah, so change is good. Yeah, I've often thought about moving. If I didn't have a little guy, I'd move. Where would you go? Uh, Te- Texas. Well, I like, to like go to Texas. I, I I would move somewhere like that a hundred percent. If I if I like honestly, I wouldn't even mind living on uh, in Dunsford where Brooks' parents live. It seems nice up there. I don't know if I've ever. Been the Dun- I guess I've been Sturgeon through Lake. It. Yeah, just south of Bob Cajun, good, southwest. Good fishing in between Bob Cajun and Lindsay. I know exactly where it is now. Nice and quiet, just off yeah. seven. Easy to get to uh, work. Easy yeah. to get to the city. Just down thirty-five and one fifteen. So what you're saying is you're moving in? No, no, I'm not moving there. You I get, get the, yourself my problem. a sweet fifth wheel trailer and park it in the driveway. Well, I thought about that, but I got Ash and Coburg, so I can't leave this. I got to be able to drive them to school because we do one week, one week. That's cool, but you you uh you, you get along well with Ash's mom, right? You guys co-parent. Yeah, really yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is cool. Most of the time. Yeah. We've known each other a long time since I I think the first time I ever met young Nikki there was when we were like ten, and uh, we 
for being like uh, like divorced kind of parent kind of deal, we get along very well. That's good. That's good for Ash too, right? It Makes is life easy. If we live together, we kill each other. But this this works out awesome. I yeah. like she's one of my uh, odd to say she's probably one of my best friends. If like if I had to talk to somebody, I, I'd talk to her, even though she gave me a really hard time about it. Really. But but she would she Maybe. would fix if it, let's say the my house burnt down and I was like I need somewhere to live, she'd take me in in a second. Maybe no we'll problem. have her on the podcast one day. No, yeah, we should. No, do that. that would be a terrible <laughs> idea. Uh, that would oh, be a man. terrible idea. So here's a funny thing. So um, uh, he Ashton used to pretend that um, we didn't know each other. So he would tell like I talked to Nikki pretty much every day, right, about something. And he would try to be like, he'd try to tell me, you don't even know my mom. And I'd be like, I know your mom, right? When he was little. And he'll go home. He's the worst. He will squeal his guts to Nikki. And then she'll text me. But as soon as he gets here, he's like, you want to know what mom's been up to? <laughs> he's the worst. That is bad. He is a little tattletale. That's bad, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then that, like, uh, there's never any fighting about it. But it's more like, uh, it's more like jokingly, like, uh, I guess it's like watching TMZ, right? Yeah. It's like little Harvey. Yeah, that's good. You well, want to like, know, you wanna know what uh, Mama's up to this week? Yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah. the info. Oh, man. Kids yeah. are awesome that way. They oh, are. They I, are too I, honest. I just can't believe we're like in the middle of July already. The year is flying like by. The summer. I'm, like I've got out to fish once. I've done one tournament. Fish, sorry, I got out twice. I fished once at my camp for some trout with my brother. But... I don't know. Like, what's the plan? Like, I'm trying to make the plan for the rest of summer, and, like, I don't have enough weekends to do it. Like, I'm trying to find that balance to have some fun with the family, stay on point, you know what I'm saying, make sure everybody's happy. Well, that's a hard point, like, making everybody happy and, and, so and like, getting what you want done, too. So, like, what are you going to do for the rest of the summer? Fish as much as I possibly can. Yeah, I need to fish more. And then my plan side, um, I, man, I don't, I want, I, I'm trying to, like, Make the most of my time right now with the fishing stuff to get it kind of ahead, so that when I want to dove hunt, I want to yeah. And then as soon hunt. as dove opens, then it's early goose season, which I really want to do. Then there's a week break, maybe do some fishing in there, and I probably won't bow hunt as much as I normally do. See, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get a deer down before the gun hunt. That's the plan. I don't know, like if time's gonna allow it, but like I said, I just my biggest problem with the gun hunt. Um, like I'd really like to go to Dave's for a week, but that's the busiest time of the year at East Hill. Yeah, for sure. So I have to be there during the day, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, it's a little easier to, um, like in normal times because, uh, I can go like goose hunting in the morning and then just drive stuff to work. Yeah. Or, or leave early and in the evening. It's a little harder to do that and go to a deer camp. Yeah. I'm so pretty. I'll, I'll figure out the balance. Last year I just drove back and forth and stay overnight there. Yeah. Yeah, and then during the day, I went and weighed in deer and did the... I want to do more dove hunting. Dove hunting is amazing. I got mojos. And, like, and, uh... I got a whole bunch of mojos there. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm a collector. I have probably as many dove decoys as I have ducks. I think the new place is going to be good for dove hunting. Yeah? Yeah. Sunflower seeds are the bomb. Standing corn and sunflower seeds. Yeah. I think it will be good. I've had, like... And you got telephone wires. You need roosts. I've had good luck uh, dove hunting on bean fields, too. But with good fence lines. That, that's right? the important part, yeah. right? So if you walk a good fence line, I don't care what's planted. You walk a good fence line, you'll usually have a good dove hunt. So we, uh, when Barristow and I were, went, they come in like leapfrogging. Yeah. 
right? Like a flock will land and then a flock will land and then they'll jump each other and they come in and then it's all hell breaks loose. But they'll come to those mojos and you get those wind. But you can use any, like, and I tell guys this that get into it. If you got a wood duck mojo, set it up. Just they'll it's come a, by. They'll it's buzz the it, attract. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I only have the dubs because they're, they're pretty cheap. Yeah. It's a great way to get into hunting is dove hunting. It's easy to do. It's easy to get permission or access to any of your deer properties. So if you're hunting agriculture, well, you'll be able to dove hunt them. You, if you get along as you get up, it's yeah. good for uh, the practice for the yeah. dogs. It's good for the dogs to learn, like, to work on their patience. It's a good chance, too, to shoot a different firearm, like a 410 or a 28 gauge or something cool. What Are you using your 12? Yeah, my over-under. Oh, we got to go shopping. No. Yes. You got to use no. the get an over-under. You get a smaller gauge. I thought about bacon that. Bacon wrapped up, buddy. You don't want to shoot I, I like bacon wrapped up. I just shoot number seven and a half for them. Steel. Yeah. We got to do migratory bird, right? So. It, but it, it is. They're delicious, too. They are. It's a, one of the best things ever. I, I, I credit a lot of Casey's patience hunting from dove hunting because you, you like, you just, you don't have to hide like your duck hunting, but you, you got to, they got to sit there. So here's my tip for dog training. Okay. If you want your dog to be a bird dog. Train your dog on pigeons. Yeah, be, if yeah, your yeah. dog will pick up a pigeon, it will pick up anything. So, like, you get the odd guy whose dog like, doesn't like geese. Yeah. Doesn't like do- You know what I mean? There's certain yeah. things that won't pick up. If you train a dog on pigeons, I don't know if it's the smell or stench they have, whatever it is, they'll, they'll pick up anything. That's how I trained Hank. Pigeons, no, man. He'll, he'll, he'll smell anything like that, right? And Hank is like a, a meat dog, hunts five times a year. If I hunted him and trained him every day, he would be unreal. But I also like that balance of being my pet and everything. Yeah, else, yeah, right? yeah. But I don't, I don't. I just need her not to run around like an idiot. Actually, She's really good when we go. Yeah. Actually, we're talking about gas. We should get a really good dog trainer on here. We because should. this is what people need to understand about this podcast. Like, it's not just outdoorsy. And I know we, we can do it, but anything. we're talking. About we're gonna get. Let's talk about some guests. We want to get a guy on here. We talked about real estate. We want to get a guy. I want to get a guy on here. Talk about stock market. Stock. That'd be a good right? one. And yeah. I want to get a, a brewmaster on here or whatever you call them. Talk about making beer. Uh, I would also. Um, uh, I would like to get more cooking people on here. For sure. We should get our friend Michael Hunter on here. He wants to go pigeon hunting. What, what are we waiting on? I know. He, he wants to. I, I'm. I'm. Let's get moved. Did, did you see when he cooked the carb? Oh, I couldn't believe that. Well, I opened my mouth, and now I'm I'm supposed to take Michael for he. We can catch carp for he can cook it for me. I don't like. I was. I don't know if I could eat it, but it I, looked good. It, it did, did look it did appealing, look, it right? Look like yeah, you didn't it did say look it was carp, but like hey, the good. the before and after, like him holding the yeah. carp. Oh. Did look, the the photo of the meat looked way more appealing. See, the only time I've held a carp is bow fishing it. Like I did used to do a lot of bow fishing, and that's never famous. I haven't got out this year. <laughs> My man, time is killing me. But, anyways, I just never have the appetite after touching a carp to like want to eat it. I used to catch them all the time, like fish for them. Yeah. My I brother, really my brother fishes them all. The I time. like fi- fishing for them. Well, we got great carp fishing around here. We do Durham and stuff. I awesome. never thought about eating one either. But it like when you when you hold one. There's a lot of meat there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Some of them like well over 20 pounds, right? Yeah, yeah. So. When you went hunting with uh, Michael Hunter, he shot that pigeon. Or somebody shot a pigeon. Yeah, he shot a pigeon. He ate it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was all into it. He was so. just telling me when I was yeah. talking to him that they're great. Some yeah. of the guys at work, um, uh, the uh, uh, Italian guys that come in with their bird dogs, yep. uh, Chris with Gunner, uh, he was telling me just to use uh, pigeons in, in chicken noodle soup, but take out the chicken. Dude, chain. Chris can cook. Yeah, Chris he, is Chris Camilleri you're talking about. Yeah, one of the best guys you've ever met. He uh, he was the one who who told me to do that. I just I haven't been. He's a great guy. He's got a great dog. I like spending time with Chris. Yeah, he's I've been a, on a couple hunts with Chris now. He's a good guy. So uh, maybe we should get out for an early pigeon hunt. Well, pigeons are open all year round. Yeah, I'm lo- I'm thinking like we go like first week of August. 
Yeah, I'll, I got I'm a great in. spot. I'm in. I will hammer him. I'm like in. I mean, like by the hundreds. Like and the, that'd make a cool block to go shoot some pigeons and then cook it, them it, like right get, out there. Get yeah. the camp chef out. We will, and then and the, like the farmer will be so happy with that. Do you think it's a mental thing when it comes to stuff like this? Like there's there's obviously like the, there there's a big difference between like um, downtown Toronto pigeons and farm pigeons. I wouldn't need 100. percent I probably wouldn't need a downtown Toronto pigeon. Now, if you read like Steve Rinella's old books, he was always like catching squirrels. He was living in Manhattan, yeah, and he was like shooting pigeons or catching them or trapping them or squirrels, and his and he was eating them, right? Really? But I think it's a mental thing. It's for a mental sure. thing. Okay, so like let's take this for example. We were at a friend's barbecuing, yeah, and I brought bear sausage, yeah. I had other sausage too. I full on made an announcement. Just so everybody knows, this is bear sausage. If you don't want it, no worries. Everybody ate. Everybody loved it. The one girl, she's like, I love that. It was so good. Like, where'd you buy that? I was like, oh, it's bear. She was so mad because she didn't hear me say it. Oh. She must have been inside of the wash. So she, oh. She loved it, but she was so mad because she's like, that's gross, and she like wanted to throw up. She had a vision of a bear. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But that was a mental thing. It's for a her. mental so thing. So if you told her it wasn't bear, she's like, that wasn't the best sauce. There, ever have had. you ever seen that uh, in, uh, Facebook meme where it's like um, a chicken and a dog, and it goes all the way up to like a horse, and there's a line. And yeah. It says, <laughs> but yeah. but that's the mental. That's line. the mental thing. That's the mental line. Like, even like horse, for example, like. Okay, let's take, uh, you know how many people eat dog around yeah. the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I was on... I just saw it last night on like in the 80s. They just, 81, I watched Timeline. They just made it illegal in 1981 to not eat your pets in California. Really? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I was like down the YouTube rabbit hole like a month ago. Yeah. And I came across like eating dog. And it was like, I don't know where it was, some South American country in the... Grab this dog and they hit it over. This is graphic. If you don't want to yeah, listen yeah, to this yeah, part, yeah. you guys yeah, yeah. just skip it. They hit it over the head of a club, takes them like two hits, the finger and the skin eat. Like, that's not mental for me. It's just like I can't eat a dog, man. I and I didn't like either. watching that. And they, but you know what? To them, it's normal. But it, it's so. time. It's also like, um, um, uh, la, 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 like if that's the only meat you have, like you'd eat, you'd eat the meat. But even like in uh, China, for example, I remember my principal went over there as a kid, and she told me she went to a Chinese restaurant. And there's two things on the menu. She either had to have snake, yeah, or she had to have chicken feet. Yeah. I don't like the idea of eating snake, but I'd probably be able to eat it easier than chicken feet. I would too. At least the snake would be meaty, but the texture of the chicken feet. Yeah, you, you have to remember, like, to, like, um, circumstances, right? I remember my grandfather telling me that he remembered as a little kid, and they loved horses. They, sh- they showed Belgians, loved horses, like, absolutely loved horses. And uh, the neighbor was out plowing with their horse, and the horse died in the field. And they were so poor, they skinned the, the horse, took the harness off, skinned the horse, and sold the, the hide to the tannery. And they would never do this, but it was a, a, like a, a means of a uh, necessity, right? Do you get yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and horse, If you didn't have any food around, your dog would start looking pretty good. A hundred percent. You have to survive. Drastic. Wartime, whatever. And like, you know what? Like, horse is a pretty popular meal even around here. Yeah. There's a lot of places you can get horse. Yeah. And it's legal and it's all yep. that stuff, right? So, but you it's know what? It's a mental thing. But they're, just, but, but they're like just the, like we were talking though before about judging hunters, I'm not I'm not one to judge. No, 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 no. You got to do that. You got 100%. Yeah. But I, I, I'm looking at your dog though. right now, but I, I couldn't eat her. Sorry. Well, after she ate my couch, I got to probably eat her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, one day was tough after the converter. Like, would you eat a coyote? I don't know. Would you eat, like, raccoon? Would you eat a raccoon? No, I got a mental thing against raccoons. I Only do. because I think we're taught that they're such dirty animals. Mm. 
Do you get what I mean? And I the, call them like, trash pandas. Trash pandas. You see, Ooh, them, like, quite the beer there. You see them in the garbage all the time. With the stout. Anyways, yeah, and like. Uh, but you see, like on TV, they but then you see people eating like mountain lion and how good they say it is. I would eat mountain lion. I wouldn't eat a raccoon, just because, like you said, trash and stuff. I love bear. I like bear too. I love elk, bison. Anything I've, 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 I've had I've had bison. Weird. I like wild pig. Okay, so what is the weirdest thing you've ever ate? Anything? I don't know. Let me think. What's you remember, the like, thing you remember like eating sushi for the first time? Loved it. No, the first time I ever ate here, I got a great story about yeah. sushi. I went to Barry Bonds. Uh, Giants versus Blue Jays in Toronto with Neil Klusterhoff. We watched Barry Bonds do batting practice. I swear to God, this is the best story ever. Uh, we were in the fi- like the home run deck. Barry Bonds is sitting in the dugout. He comes up to bat during, um, and I should shout out the Neil Klusterhoff's childhood heroes, Barry Bonds, right? Barry gets up, goes to the batting box, hits three ground balls. Okay. The next 12 pitches, he hits a mile out of the park. Like I ate like... So you're going to tie this back to sushi somehow. We go to Barry Bonds. I've never seen anything like this in my life, right? And I think I'm going to be brave. So I go to the Sky Dome sushi thing, grab some sushi, right, and beer, sit down. And I've never had sushi in my whole life, right to the raw salmon. I'll never forget. I bit into it, and I was just, I start gagging. Man, it's like, like, like hard. I remember, like, we went with some friends, like, my roommates at college, and, like, yeah, you just eat, like, the cooked stuff, and you yeah, yeah, yeah. beef, and then, like, you go another time, and you try a little bit more, and a little bit, and now it's, like, I love it. I love it all, too. I went with McCall one time, and he just takes over ordering, Yeah, and I love it all, all the raw salmon. Everything. We should go. Just, we should I get another it. group of guys together, and, like, gals, and we should go pound Just take everybody. Yeah, some sushi. I absolutely, I, I like sushi, though, but I'll never forget that moment. I don't know if it was, like, a little warm, or I just bit into it, and it was just the, the most oh, raw. Sounds off. No soy sauce. See, I don't know what the grossest thing is I've ever ate, because I'd eat pretty much anything. I would try anything. I would try most things, except for, like I just said, raccoon and that, but. I think the raccoon would bug me. I think the raccoon would bug me, too. But then again, like, uh, have you ever seen that episode where we're now where they shoot the monkey and he's talking about how it upsets them and then it, he, they, like, yep. clean it and got it and he's like, now it looks like food. Yeah. I, I would imagine, too, that somebody just threw some raccoon on a plate and they were like, I would try it. But you remember, like, that episode, like, that monkey's on his spit and almost looks like a little human? Yeah. That's mental. That's the mental, mental thing, right? Even doves, right? Like, in, around here, dove hunting was so illegal for so many years and like the sign of the dove and then but i ate them and they are delicious and like i should have talked about this last week but the bucket list trip dove hunt in argentina yeah man like those you'll go down there and you'll shoot like twenty five thousand rounds in two days really so like you'll be shooting and you're not reloading your gun you're you have like a caddy he, he, he hands you a new gun and he loads yours but you're shooting there too and this keeps going it's i didn't insane. think they'd be that good and then we had them at uh Gavin's house, and they were like spectacular. Yeah, that's when awesome. They they look like a little piece of lever, wrapping and bacon. Um, yep. Down she goes. Peanut poppers. Oh man, they were yeah. really good. Chris yeah. also said to do those in like a uh, a red wine sauce, and then put them on pasta. Yeah, well, we should go dove hunting with Chris sometime. Yeah, yeah, we will. We'll take him out. I think we should go dove hunting. I'd like to go dove hunting every day. It, I I could honestly, I could go hunting every day. I think I could too. I really enjoy. I like walking and doing that yeah. stuff, and like the pheasant thing's awesome. And 
Yeah, I don't know. There's just so much to do and just not enough time to do it. I think it. my favorite thing about hunting, too, is all the accessories you got. Backpacks. Addiction, man. Sweet hats. And addiction. New shirt. Addiction. Nice pair of hunting boots. See, you're all about looking good. <laughs> it's half the battle. Yeah, but you got you to start killing. No, I just want to look good. Har- I have a great har- time. Sorry, harvesting, sorry. I just, I just like I just like being there. Yeah, I, that's good. Yeah. Every, I don't think every, I've had... every camp needs a mascot. Yeah. I just like being there. I like hanging out. I like hearing people's stories. I like holding my gun. I like walking my gun. I like walking the dog. Mm-hmm. I like I, I like the uh, the adventure part. Sometimes I think like um, when you were talking about letting deer go, I've had a ton of opportunities to kill some deer. But then I got up there and I'm like, hey, I, I've never I've never had one close enough that I was like, this is happening, right? I've never had a good one. And in my head, in my head, there's about an 18 pointer comes out of the mist. Head down, but and I'm but I'm I'm all right waiting for this novel to happen, but I, I have been there. I haven't like enjoyed watching some deer so time sometimes so much that I, I'm in my head. I'm almost like it's a shame something's got to die here. It is cool just sitting on edge of field watching deer feed. Do you know what I mean? Like I I've been there and I've been and I, I and uh, there's a video that plays on the East Hill TV all the time. I should have shot that deer. See, in, I, in hindsight, I should have shot that deer. And I I like. Uh... I like watching deer. I like September. Yeah, yeah. Because that's when I start glassing fields. Yeah, yeah. So I do like we my, were out the other night doing it. So I do my weekly tour because you know, like they're going to be in the beans. And yeah, yeah. You just start, and you always get them that last half hour. And yeah. I love that part. That's the part about hunting. I love. I, I like that. It's too. like getting ready for it and doing that more than like the actual hunting. Yeah, I I remember sitting in the tree. I had that. Uh, he's like four or six pointer, real young deer, like twenty one yards, and I and I was sitting there, and I remember thinking, and I'm like. You know what? By time, like I was, I was like, eh, you can go, right? Like I'm not in ending the hunting season today. I was really happy to see you, right? I know that I could at least got a shot off at you. You know, we'll see you next. If year. you can see deer like that and make a decision whether to shoot or pass, you're a successful hunter. Like I never even picked my bow up. Like as soon as I get my I, point, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, hundred like, percent. And that's it. Like everybody, and man, like I got some buddies that just smoke some monsters. Like every year. Like it's yeah. not even a question if it's just yeah they will. And yeah. Like good hunters and stuff like that. But you know what? If you can go out there and see deer and let them walk past you and stuff, as a hunter, your whole like purpose is to be stealth, and you're a successful hunter. I I remember the first time I ever called in a flock of geese. Yeah. How excited I was. At Dave's? At Dave's. And they were like miles out. Okay. And, I, and I was like, Mark, I was like, I'm calling those damn things. And I blew and I honked. And the cool part is we were, we, I watched them turn. And Mark's like, I think they're coming. And I was like, I think they're coming. Not only did those ones land in front of us, but I called geese and I didn't know from behind us. In the, like, it was like they were coming. So I remember, my, I remember my first goose, like it was yesterday. So I was living in Bowmanville, like on the edge of town. At yep. my grandpa's farm we were renting. And uh, so I was just getting hunting, and I was obsessed. Yeah, couldn't stop thinking about it. I got my first shotgun, whatever. I had no decoys. I had nothing. So I took wooden stakes and I put yeah. black balloons on them, and I set up a dozen black balloons in the backfield. In the and game. I called in my first flock geese, and I hit my first goose. No way. Yeah, and I'll never forget it. it I remember is like running home and like showing Leanne and. We went to a party at night and stopped talking about if I was like the most badass hunter in the world. It, it, but it was like those are the experiences. Crazy. Like um, yeah. sometimes I talk to people who hunt for the wrong reasons, but that like I like those like uh, mini accomplishments. Yeah, and it's cool too. Like I did over black balloons, balloons. and decoys. And, I like, know. They, I don't even think they, they came in the land. Like they started cupping, and then they realized. Yeah, yeah. Point, like I got one right, but it was like 
man, it's just it's just cool stuff like that. When you get like um, when you watch them circle over top and you know they're looking like that they've been shot at, yeah. and then they still come down. Even if you miss them all, that's still an accomplishment. See, that's that's a, like half the battle, that's right a there. Big de- that's a big. Uh, that's a big debate too right now, and like a frames or laydowns or fence, right? Because like I do believe those birds get educated. Oh, for sure. You can and watch like, them get smarter by the week. I know, and like a good a frame, I think's good if it's camouflage, right? And people, the biggest thing is keeping your faces down. Yeah, you always get that one guy to the middle of the blind, like wanting to look up and yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. No, you, you can't. Know? Do you got to look down, let the guy call the shot. And where you go, yeah, right? it's tough. Like when you're sitting there, especially when you're like um, new to it, and there, you know, like when you think when you're new to it. If if anything, I learned last year, and I learned this from Dave, is that uh, when you think you can shoot, they need to come twenty more yards. Man, Dave's like such a stone cold killer that he just looks at them and they fall. I know, and he waits for them to like. Like he doesn't bruise any meat. He like puts like, his, well, he puts his arm out and they like land on his like arm like a falcon. Man. Like, uh, I, I remember, like, they're coming down. They've got to be five feet off the ground, and he's like, hasn't given the word. He wants them, like, so that they just dust on the ground. Like, when Dave fishes, he, he doesn't even have to net a fish because they just jump in the boat. <laughs> they're like, this is Barristow. I'm defeated. He's such a beauty, eh? He is. His coffin blind is so good. We should have, we, we should bury him in that. Oh, my when God. When he goes, Dave, when you kick the bucket, we're burying you. It's coffin. almost like he cares so little that the that he just brings it. <laughs> So like, but anyway, anybody, anybody tell them what a coffin yeah, blind is. So, like, so everybody else has like state of the art Alps laid out layout blinds, right? So we're in like our Alps. So layout blinds are like picture like a a mesh like coffin, I guess, and it, it pops open so you can jump. Kind of like on um uh, like a sun tanning yeah thing. Like, and Dave has an awesome one. It's like a, literally like a wooden box, like, like a, a wooden coffin. coffin that you made of spring doors, and the thing's wicked. Uh, and and it has like seven pieces of corn. Yeah, and he's probably shot tons of birds out of it. So good for him. But we just love making fun of him. Oh man, it's amazing. Yeah, but he's he got to lay down blind though. Yeah, he's a beauty. But anyways, so our everybody else is like packs up into a little square, and we throw them back. We had, there's so much more like more guys. So you're like pallbearers lifting it <laughs> out of the field. You're like one, two, three, three left. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the truck. Uh, it's a good time. Oh my god! The best part is it doubles as his gun cabinet. The funny can, thing is, it doubles as his gun cabinet because yeah. he can put a lock on it. <laughs> so, but like it, it, it probably wasn't that long ago either. That like that was the legit. Well, you remember like the first guy that made that? Everyone was like, "Oh my god, look, at this guy is a genius." He's a genius, right? And now, yeah, like, and that's what these lines. I swear, the best decoys that I've ever seen for field hunting are his giant overcut silhouettes. Only because I can see them so far away. Well, look at that thing. That's a, yeah. <laughs> That's a laydown blind. Yeah, no kidding. You guys can't see it, but Ian has a layout blind that looks like a huge goose. Yeah. So. That's what Dave uses for decoys. Yeah. He's got like six of those, and it's only for the, like when they're coming over Rice Lake, they can see that two miles away. Yeah. No, that's awesome. His silhouettes, though, are, are, are amazing. They're just like cutouts, and he painted them. Time, man. It goes back to like the conversation. Like, we used to. Like, we're all about, like, the latest gear. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're just talking about looking good. This yeah. Thing. Man, like, my grandparents used to shoot deer in, like, blue jeans and red plaid and whatever. So do you think the, the deer are educated better? 100%. Okay, so, like, take a species that's been around for years. Okay. Okay, so you're a deer. Yep. Your only job in life, you're not thinking about, like, building a new house. Your only job in life is to eat and survive. Hundred percent. Your whole life, you're taught to look around. Your head's no video games. Predator. No watching TV. No, there's nothing. No you downtime. Eat, you eat. You hide. You survive. Your head's on a swivel, looking for predators. Right. Yeah. As the predators evolve, as in hunters, the deer are evolving with it. 
100%. Right? The big buck knows he comes out last light. Yep. Yeah, he's smart. He's figured it out. He smells it. He knows he can't cross here. Yeah, during the rut, they get a little stupid. Yeah, they screw yeah. up and whatever. But you know what? And I hate to say it, too. And Do you think they're teaching each other? 100%. Yeah? 100%, man. Like, the species evolves. Humans I, I saw, evolve over the years. I, I, I saw a bear one time at Dave's with a cub. They get right downwind of us. Sen hits the, the sow. She stops dead and looks right at me. And she barks at the cub, and the cub starts running. She's faster than the cub. When he got to the edge of the woods, she stopped and hit him in the arse so hard, almost to be like, remember this. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? 100%. Like that there was like a stone cold moment where she stopped, yeah. hit him so hard that he rolled. And it was like, a remember that if you smell this, run. So it's like big bears. They smell even better than deer, right? Yep. And if you get a big bear coming into a bait and he knows you're there, they like click their jaw. Yeah. Sounds like a nail gun. The coolest freaking yeah, I've sound heard this ever. Before. Right? And I've had a couple really good bear hunts. He's some big. The big guy always comes out last, last. night, right? And uh, but it, that's just one of the great things about honey. But it's the adrenaline, like you knowing he's there. But he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he knows you're there. And the so I was bear hunting one time, time, and there's two bears about the same size. And those most of them. Anytime I'd been there before, I bears came in like uh, you hear deer coming and uh, right, but a bears are kind of like a thing where you're like, there's a bear. Yeah. You don't hear them. You're just like, there's a bear. So I hear trees knocking down for like, it had to be 700 yards of like all kinds of noise. It got in beside me in the woods, right? And then all of a sudden this like 150 pound bear comes out, right? I'll never forget this bear either because he walked behind every tree on the way into the bait site. Yeah. He crawled on the ground. Yeah. Reached around the front of the bait, pulled it around eight yeah. and then went back same. There was no shot. So I was telling our guide, and he was like, that's because there's another bear the same side as at that bait. So when he's coming in, he's trying to sound like a great big old bear, knocking stuff over and growling. And, yeah. and, and did, did, hopefully, if the other bugger's there, he'll he'll piss off me and scared, and then this guy will have his food. Yeah. No, I love bear hunting. So my first bear trip ever, we went to uh, one of our dealers. Uh, Tyler Cuppy invited me on it. Tyler works at Browning. And one of our dealers, Erie Tractor Dave, he runs a bear camp up in Tamalgame. So it was really cool. You boat in and you stay on a houseboat. Yep. So anyways, I go, my first bear sit ever. Like you said, like half hour left. All of a sudden, oh, there's a bear. My bow hunting. Shot my first bear with my bow. Great yep. bear. Yep. 300 pounds almost. Awesome hunt. So anyways, um, one of the guys in the camp, we were party hunting. So he yep. had a tech. So uh, I went with him and... Uh, like great big monster like a couple of those like jaw clickings right at last like great big monster comes in i didn't have a scope i was using my rifle then of open sight so yep. i couldn't get a shot so i didn't want to do it so same thing so after that i started bear hunting on my own so me yep. and my buddy josh we wanted to go on our own bear hunt he's never shot a bear so i was like you shoot first whatever we find a place like 10 hours up north on crown land we've yep. never been there do research final logging roads we go in there we set up camp for the week fish pike set up our own baits Literally shoot two bears, like one of the best trips ever. I'd also, like to do God, more of that. I awesome. don't do, I've never done so, enough of that. So we go two years later, yep. take a year off, we go back to the same spot, bring two buddies with us, James and another young guy, Logan. And uh, so we want to get Logan his first bear, so we might take Logan out. Then James goes out, same, he gets his bear, same bait, it was awesome. So then it's just me and Josh, right? Yeah. And I just like, it's not about whether I can shoot a bear, I want a big bear and I want to use my bow. So yep. I go into one of our spots, right at last light, this giant comes out giant bear yeah i have my bow though i can't see my pins so i can't get a shot yeah legal's here so it's over 
And I'm big on the playing legal. I won't shoot yeah, after yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm sorry, man, but I'll never feel good if I shoot a deer after yep. legal. So, yep. anyways, come back. Um, go back. I say, these guys, I just saw a monster. So, yep. anyways, the next day, me and Josh, I can't remember if we, like, rock, paper, scissors, or I said go there, but whatever. Long story short, we said Josh was going to go back to this bait. And I said to Josh, bring your gun, because he had a new Brownie next bolt, not your bow, because he was yeah. also pull hunting, because he's going to come at last light, and you're going to need the scope to gather the light. So sure enough, him and Logan go there. Sure enough, last light, that bear comes out. Like a minute left, Josh shoots that bear. No way. Anyways, we go in there. We find that bear. Monster. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 400 and something pounds. Monster. Like Josh was ecstatic. Great hunt. Things mounted. But it was like memory like that, like the fact that we could go up there, like do it all ourselves. Yeah. Three or four of us get bears, like just good memories. Awesome yeah, yeah, times. yeah. Like that's what hunting was all about that's for what, me. The, and, the adventure. Yeah. Of, and and like the camaraderie. And like setting it up and, you know, we were picking baits. But I, I really think I could be a guide and enjoy it. And I say that, but I think I could be like a guide like one week a year and enjoy it, not all summer. So I, 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 I've seen two bears. I've missed a 500 pounder with my bow. Right, yeah, on camera, and then I went two years later, and that's a big uh, bear. It was huge. I have it on camera. He was in front of us for half an hour. Really? He stood up in you the last. Sh- you need to show me this. Right, uh, they shot it like three weeks later. It was like five thirty-five. It's huge. Really, we saw six. Uh, this is the first time Mark and I ever went hunting. Mark was my cameraman. Never had us a license yet. We saw six bears in four hours, including the last one. Yeah, bear hunting is good because you see action. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. We got to see a sow with three cubs for like an hour. That's cool. It, it was really cool. Go the next two years from now. I'm sitting in uh, the stand, and there is a freak whose gut hangs on the ground, who's much bigger than the 500-pounder. Yeah. Right? I see him at like maybe 70 yards standing between two cedar trees. You know when you're looking, you're like like big black dot? Yeah. And I'm like, that's him. And I never in my whole life, I was like, I don't want it. I don't want any part of this. Yeah. Right? This is the biggest bear. This is the biggest thing. I. He must have winded me because he was downwind standing there. And I, I never saw him any closer. But that is the biggest animal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's a rush, eh? It is it's crazy. Good feeling, and they're so good to eat. Yeah, I'll show you the video sometime. I, yeah, a, I shoot about an inch over his back. You should. At like 34 yards. Yeah. Well. First time we ever been on. Really? Then we were hooked forever. Yeah, no, I same thing. I had a great first bear hunt hook. I, I wish I could go this summer. He, the guy told me he'd be in at 6.05, and we saw him at 5.30 walk across the ridge, and at 6.05 he come down the hill right in front of us. He walked, come down right in front of us, got into the uh, corn pile, yeah. laid down, and took big swipes, piled corn in front of him, sat there and ate and watched us. That's awesome. Yeah, he kept trying to like, and there was, at the same time, there was one that was maybe 220 pounds, Maybe 15 yards away from us, laying down wind, waiting for him to leave. A bear on a bait, it's like watching a giant raccoon. You know, I think it's so amazing that even if you didn't want to ever hunt one, it'd be worth your money to set a bait pile up and it. just watch it. I encourage anybody, like, if you know someone's bear hunting, but you have no, you have no interest, just go and watch. It's amazing. Yeah, just throw a amazing. stand up it's like with turkey hunt. Same it thing. is really cool. So, yeah, I, I think you could have a whole business on where people just came and watched a bear and then laughed. Like African lion safari. It would be crazy. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, we're getting yeah. into this now. So if you had to leave everybody here with one final thought. Uh, I think that everybody should, like, now that things are opening, you should try to do things that you wouldn't do before. It's kind of like this the is reset like the, button. This is like the opportunity. For the last 18 or 19 or 20 months, however long this has gone on, 
we missed everybody missed out on a lot like this is the time to to do the things that you never thought you'd do or never wanted to do and yeah make a little extra time you know you missed so many paychecks in the last 18 months what's it taking an extra friday off for sure you know what I mean? Or sure. coming home early to hang out with somebody you care about. Yeah. You know what? Work hard. Get your stuff done. Enjoy life a bit. And uh, I think next show, uh, we're going to line up a cool guest. Yeah, we got to get a guest for the next yeah, show. You guys are sick of listening to us, Gab. So we'll get somebody in here interesting. We'll figure somebody out. And uh, we got a couple ideas, and if we can land a couple of them, it should be good. You got any big plans for the weekend? Packing. Packing. We got a 53-foot semi-trailer. I'm going to load my whole house into it, and then... Uh, you know what? We're hoping to be done that by Saturday, and then maybe go up to the camp Sunday. Nice. Kids, go I'm gonna do swim, some fishing. Fish. I'm gonna do some filming and fishing this weekend. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks. thanks. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again probably next week. Yep. We'll Cheers. figure it out. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in.